Being able to rub elbows and insights with leading experts in the world always leaves me inspired and ready for more, as was the case with my next guest, Gunther Mueller. Gunther is an optimal physical and mental health strategist, and he spent the better part of the last decade working closely with over 300 medical professionals in a variety of specialties, assisting them in bringing life-changing therapies to their patients that help them feel young, healthy, and vibrant again. Gunther delivers the education, insights, understandings, and sometimes complex information in simple, easy-to-understand conversations that inspires people to act and take charge of their own life now. Today, Gunther is extremely excited to be sharing the revolutionary magnetic mind method that is taking the personal development movement and law of attraction movement by storm so that his clients can learn how to turn thoughts into things and become conscious creators so that they also can live a life that they absolutely love. Let's dive in. You are listening to the Sweet Empowerment Podcast with Kristen Brown, where we upgrade our relationships and life by applying practical ideas, universal truths, and life-changing inspiration. Let's go have some fun. Welcome, Mr. Gunther Mueller, and thank you so much for being a guest on the Sweet Empowerment Podcast. I'm super excited to chat with you today. Hey, Kristen. Awesome to be here on the show. Thanks for inviting me. Super excited about the conversation we're going to have today. Awesome. Uh, I want to tell everybody that we are in each other's backyard, which is really exciting because I interview people from all over the place, but you're about 30 minutes from me. Yes. Beautiful uh, Arizona. You're in Scottsdale. I'm in Anthem. Yeah, about 30 minutes away. Awesome. Okay, so I just want to start with uh, asking you a little bit about your backstory that led you to teaching the method that you teach and everything that you do right now in the world. You just told me you got off of a three-day summit, yep. 18,000 people. And what what is your backstory that led you here, Gunther? So I guess that since I'm a wee little kid, I've always been a truth seeker. You know, I always wanted to figure out what it's like here. How do you maximize your experience in this life? So I grew up like most people did, middle class. I'm from New York City and, um, you know, did all the right things, got good grades, did what my parents told me to do. I was relatively good kid. And then uh, decided to get out of New York to go to the big mountains in Colorado to go skiing. Went to University of Colorado there, did the five-year plan instead of the four-year plan. Uh, just because I had a lot of skiing to do. And um, after, like that, brothers. <laughs> <laughs> after that, I was kind of nomadic. I lived in Alaska for a little bit, lived in the ski areas. I was a professional ski bum for about four years. And then, you know, had to get a little serious about life and start thinking about what I was going to do when I was around 22, 23 years old. And um, I always had this urge to really explore and figure out what it's like. What it, what is, how do you manifest or how do you create the conditions that you want to create in this life? And, you know, the, we've been taught through our life that, oh, it's hard work and you got to be consistent you got to do all these things to get what you want. And it, it always just seemed like a real, sometimes unfruitful struggle. Mm -hmm. And I, I think what I found out was there's three places you can be in life. You can be stuck where just nothing kind of moves. You don't really get anything that you want. You can be in this place called oscillating, which is where I found myself many times. And it, oscillating feels like three steps forward and two steps back, one step forward, half step back. And you kind of create what you want. And I was really good at creating the things that I wanted, but I just couldn't hold on to them. 
So I found myself in my life having recreated myself probably six or seven times in business. I've been an entrepreneur for 30 years now and been in multiple industries, coffee, solar, food distribution. I owned restaurants. I did all kinds of amazing things and you know, sold hundreds of millions of dollars worth of products. But my life experience was that it, I built something and then it kind of flittered away and I had to build, go build something new again. Mm-hmm. And the third place that we can be where my method today is really getting people there is this place of flow where we just turn thoughts into things. Love that. We, we create that which we just would love to create and it, and it has a staying power. And that's what I'm here to share with you guys. Oh, I love that so much. Oh, staying power. And I'm sure a lot, I completely already can um, identify with all three of these spaces. And just a quick question. Did you, do you notice that in some areas people can stay in flow quite easily, but then in other areas they're in stuck or oscillating? Absolutely. And that's completely related to the identity that we've crafted over a lifetime. Uh, a lot of people have subconscious programming that was built out of necessity. Okay. Just imagine, you know, you're a little baby, you get popped into this world, right? You were at in, inside the womb, it was a five-star Ritz-Carlton experience, right? All your needs were met. And then you come out into the world and almost you got to figure out, you know, what do I need to do to get fed? What do I need to do to get my diaper changed? What do I need to do to get love and attention or cuddling or whatever, right? What do I need to do? And so our life begins progressing like that. And so if you've had pain or trauma or abuse in your life or different things have happened, look, stuff happens to all of us. Mm-hmm. And what happens is we make decisions in that moment based on how to survive, based on how to get by, how to get through. And what happens is when we're an adult, the decisions that we made sometimes decades ago, those decisions no longer serve us today, yet the program is still running, right? right? So we're not consciously aware of that program. Sometimes maybe we have inklings around it, or we kind of get glimpses of it, but we really don't, we don't really don't know what's going on. And so what I'm here to really share is that we are in the power position of choosing a different experience now. Hmm. And when you think about life, the only power that we really have in life is the power to choose, but we've not really been taught that in school. So many of us make choices by default, choices by consensus. You know, what does everybody else think about what I want to do? And I'll choose what everybody else thinks I should do. We have not really been taught to choose from a place of what would I just love to do? What would I just love to experience? What is it that I want just because I want it? Right? And right call this, a, I call it a true choice, a true end result. What is the thing that you really just want to experience in your life for no other reason than you just want it? Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to tell a story about it. You don't have to rationalize it. You don't have to justify it. You don't have to explain it to anybody. I want what I want just because I want it. I want what I want just because I would love to experience that. And that doesn't necessarily make the current reality bad or wrong or unacceptable it just makes the future different than the current moment and that's a big thing that people need to understand is that the future is not going to be better the future is just going to be different yeah and when we hold the future is better 
we're actually anchoring ourselves in the current reality. By just switching that word better to different, look, what I'm choosing for the future is not that it's going to be better, it's just going to be a different experience. And I just choose that different experience now. Basically, I've had the past and I've had the current reality now, and it's been fine, it's good. What is just is, and we don't have to put a value judgment on it. But in this moment, the present moment, we get to choose something else. And that's very different than what the personal development movement has been sharing with us, let's say over the last five decades. That's fascinating because just when you were saying that, I was like really sinking into that concept because a lot of times we want a different experience because we believe it is going to be better. So I wonder if that's worth expanding on a little bit because where do you find the line between I want that because it's going to be better. Like I want to create X because that feels more fulfilling than my now. Yes. So the way the perspective that we could look at it from is that we have been trained and brought up in what I'm going to call the problem solving reality, meaning that we want things and we immediately go into how are we going to solve that problem? And our typical goal setting programs are built around that, meaning you set a goal, you put a date on it, and you say, okay, step one has to happen, then step two, step three, step four, step five. And what happens a lot of times in goal setting, when things don't happen by that particular date, we get what? Depressed. Yeah. And yeah. We can take, yeah, we have other thoughts in our head that come up and say, oh, this doesn't work for me. I'm not good enough for this. 100%. I don't belong in that thing. And all these sabotaging identities start showing up. And many times we just give up. We say that doesn't work. It's not worth it. I've tried it before. It doesn't work. But yet, you know, when things get bad, look, the human condition is very simple. We are trying to minimize pain and increase pleasure. Mm -hmm. You just look at it. It's really simple. And I think exactly. all, all human dilemmas can be put in three buckets. And that is money and finance, mm -hmm. love and relationships, and health and vitality. And there might be a fourth bucket that's called miscellaneous, but most of the things that I hear from people fall in those three buckets, money, love, and health. 100%. Right? And so what do we want? We want more of those. We want more money. We want more love and intimacy. We want more health and vitality. We just, we want more. And we associate more with being better. And the truth is, is that we're going to be who we are in the future. And how many times have you set a goal and achieved it? And when you get to it, you're like, oh, is that all there is? Really? That's it? So what we really enjoyed was the progression. What we really enjoyed was the journey or the process of getting there is what we truly enjoyed, what brought us happiness, fulfillment, contentment, meaning in our life. That's what that's what our soul really desires is this progression. And when we, when we hold the future as, oh, you know, it'll be better when I find the mate of my dreams. My life will be better when I lose 30 pounds. My life will be better when I have this amount of money in my bank account. My life will be better when it's not true. 
you're you will be the same then as you are now it's just going to be a different experience and when we hold it as just a different experience that we're choosing now we're going to draw that choice into our present moment it's like we release ourselves from the current moment and we allow things to move and things to shift because when we hold in the mind that the current um, the current experience is not good or it's bad or it's not you know it's not what i want we are still putting energy into that call it negativity and what we yeah. focus on grows that that's really the truth of the universe True. what we focus on grows 100%. and if we're focusing on what we don't want guess what grows mm -hmm. what we don't want so backing out of the problem-solving reality and actually moving into what I'm going to call the creator stance, understanding that you are the predominant creative force in your life. And the proof in the pudding is that you've really created everything that you're experiencing right now in your current reality. You know, they always say hindsight is 2020. So when you look back, you can see the myriad of decisions and choices and things that have happened that have brought you to the current moment. 100%, yeah. And our natural tendency is to beat ourselves up about that. Oh, I should have done something different. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Oh, this, that. And we start beating ourselves up. Like we're not smart enough. We're not good enough. We don't belong. You know, these sabotaging identities kind of come up. And so the real trick is just to kind of take that 30,000, 40,000 foot level, observe what is, and just let it be that. The current reality is just what is now. Mm -hmm. yeah and let that yeah. bake let that bake for a minute just let that bake in just for a second that what is right now it's not bad doesn't need to go away i can find contentment in the current moment it's just what is right now i don't need to be attached to it i don't need to tell an emotional story about it mm. that's right. such a powerful reminder <clears throat> yeah like byron katie says loving what is mm -hmm. it keeps us in peace too you know, and I would say, look, it, it, it might be hard to love what is. How about we just be okay with what is? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How about we just look at what is right now as what is? And from this present moment, powerful position, I get to choose something different. Now, the problem comes in is that most people never reflect really on what the different that they want truly is. It's a very non-specific thought it's a non-specific feeling and so the truth in the quantum physical reality is you do need to be specific mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. otherwise you will manifest and create things that are not exactly what you want well that Instead. brings up that brings up a question for me because you know there's a there's a lot of um manifesting people out there a lot of law of attraction there's books and we're going to get into some of that stuff of how your method's a little bit different than that but one of the things that they say is to what I've heard is to is to not focus on the thing you want, but the feeling that you want of that thing. That's a great point. And that's the third step in the magnetic okay, mind. Well, don't tell us more because we're going to get to that because <laughs> I can't wait for these because this is already so juicy. I'm tingling. I love it. Let me part. tell you, Einstein said this, right? There's only two things in the universe. There's information and there's energy. And the energy is the emotion, okay? The, the emotion is like the lighter fluid on the fire. It's the thing that makes it really start moving. It's the juice that makes it happen. So the emotion is very important. And it's, and it's like we're living in a holographic movie. 
the way a hologram gets created is there is information and there is energy. And when the two meet, it creates this holographic image. So in the world of quantum physics, what we're actually doing in the field of infinite possibilities. So imagine for a second that thing that you want, that thing you would love to experience, that thing that you just want to have because you want it. That possibility already exists in the infinite field of possibilities. And when you get the thought right, when you get the clarity of what it is you would just love to have, and you get that emotion together, what you're doing is literally collapsing that quantum physical field into your present moment. It's almost like you're on the Starship Enterprise and you have this tractor beam and you are pulling that one possibility into your present moment. And the beauty of this is when stuff comes into the present moment, as soon as it moves through it, it now becomes part of your past and the past can be viewed as evidence. So we can see evidence as we create things, as we move into that creator stance and our thoughts start happening. And I'm talking about people, opportunities, circumstances. It's like in a soap opera a little bit. When some characters leave your life, new characters show up. Um, you know, you are the director. You're the producer. You're the script writer. You handed everybody their parts, how people treat you, employer, employees, siblings, you know, extended family, friends, relatives, whatever it is. Imagine your life as a holographic movie where it's your clarity, how you would love to experience the life that you love in all aspects, money, love, health, finance, whatever it is, relationships. What does it look like? What does it feel like in its granular detail? The more we can activate the imagination with the granular aspects of what it is we would love to experience, the more the field, this quantum physical field that everybody's a part of knows what you want. And the more it knows what you want, really want, not just a whim, not just a passing thought, not just, but something that you really focus on, instead of focusing on what you don't want, focus on what you do want, and you'll see that that thing begins to manifest itself in the current reality. Now, the one piece that needs to be taken care of is the shifting of the identity. Because if we're just desiring things, that's where that oscillation comes in. We kind of get it, but then it goes away. Mm -hmm. Why does it go away? Because the current reality needs to be congruent with the identity. And until the identity shifts, a new current reality is not allowed mm -hmm. because there's, there's a congruence that needs to be there. So what's most important is shifting the identity. Is this a good time to go into the five steps? Perfect time. All right, let's segue <laughs> right in. So Gunther has a magnetic mind method that he's gonna share with us and they are the five steps to fill in the blank, manifesting, to creating a life you love, the five life steps you love. I'm in. Life you love in all aspects, right? So money, love, health, whatever it is yeah. that's in your life right now that you would just love a different experience. What you got to do first is get step one. You got to have the true choice. You have to have the, a clear vision of the end result. What is it that you truly would love to experience? And again, 
this is personal. This is not based on what your friends think is good for you. This is not what social media thinks is right for you. This is not what anybody else has any input in this. This is you. Mm-hmm. And, and you probably, it's probably the most difficult of the five steps is to really get in touch with what it is you just love. What is it that you love? And don't tell a story about it. You don't have to justify it. You don't have to rationalize it. Because if I were to ask you, Kristen, I like, what is it that you really love? And you gave me an answer. And I'm going to say, why do you want that? The answer I would be looking for as your coach is, I want it just because I want it. For no other reason, I want it just because I want it. I want it because I just love to experience it. What if, so someone, what if someone says to you, well, I want it because I want to be rich, or I want it because like they have some sort of attachment to it? What would you? Great question. So that would be a stepping stone. So in the entrepreneurial world where I deal with a lot of entrepreneurs, people come to me and say, look, I need a successful business because I want time freedom or I want the abundance or I want cash flow. And the true choice may not really be to have a successful business because the truth is there's a million ways that the universe can provide you the experience of abundance. There's a million ways that the universe can actually manifest time freedom for you or whatever that true choice really is. And this is the real difference between the problem-solving reality and the creator stance. The true choice needs to be that one thing. It is the end result. It's not a stepping stone unto something else. So if you tell me, well, I, I need this because I want to be rich, I would ask you, so what is, what is being rich? Mm-hmm. If you were rich, what does that get you? I want to know the end result. So you have some idea in your head about what being rich is all about. I can tell you there's a lot of unhappy rich people. There's a lot of anxious, stressed out, depressed rich people. Is that what you want? You want to be rich and be depressed? No, probably not. (laughs) Right? Right. And then there's a lot of, let's call them poor people, either financially poor, emotionally poor, spiritually poor, whatever, um, you know, that are happy, Mm -hmm. that, that have a contentment and a happiness to life. So That's why we need to get really clear on the true choice. What is it that you would just love to experience? And if love and intimacy is that true choice, that end result, if optimal health and vitality might be that true choice and end result, um, the experience of abundance, what's abundance? Abundance is just having more than enough. Mm -hmm. So if your budget is $1,000 a month, and you only spent $995 this month and you got $5 extra, do you have more than enough? Mm. Yes, you do. So you you can actually experience abundance by just spending a little bit less than you have. Mm -hmm. And the other time, a lot of people are interested in abundance. Think about breathing for a second. Have you ever thought about there not being enough air for you in a day to breathe? Well, you're talking to Kristen Brown, so I think all kinds of things. (laughs) Like, I will literally lay there and go, wow, we have oxygen. Every time I breathe, like, you know, I do think about those things, but not that there won't be enough. I I don't concern. But think about it, right? There is an abundance of air. There's an abundance of oxygen. So no matter where you are right now, I don't care where you are in the world, you can get into your quiet place. You can get out of your head for a second and just breathe. You can breathe hard, you can breathe slow, you can breathe, you can consume as much air as you like. There's not going to be scarcity or lack of air, right? Mm. So you can get into the experience of abundance just by focusing on the breath and the abundance of air. You can have that experience. 
And then what if money was like air? What if money could be in the same abundance? And it doesn't mean having a certain number. Some people think, oh, I need a million dollars. I need $10 million. I need a half a million dollars. Why are you limiting yourself like that? The idea of abundance is just to always have more than enough, just more than you need, no matter what it is you'd like to do. So the true choice would be abundance, the experience of abundance. And now allowing the universe or the quantum physical field to manifest that and bring that to you without having to worry about how it's going to show up. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's step one, true choice. True step, choice. Two, step two is relatively easily. It's creating a structural tension. The mind likes to resolve tension. So we're going to give it some tension, which is the way I would love it to be, the thing that I would truly want and desire and the way it is now. What I'd love, the way it is now. What I love, the way it is now. And we're just creating this tension. And we do this in a, in a recode session, right? The third step is what you mentioned earlier. We need to get into the emotion of the end result. We need to see that true choice, that true end result in all of its living color and really get into what it feels like to have it now. And this is where we have to exercise the imagination muscle a little bit or a lot. Because a lot of people think maybe imagining or dreaming is a waste of time. And I'm here to tell you it's not. Anything that has ever been created in the world that you look at right now has been created twice. Once in the imagination and once in the three-dimensional world. Everything. Whether it's a movie, a building, a car, the clothes you're wearing right now, the furniture that you have in your house, your house. Everything was imagined first. That is such a cool concept. That is such a cool concept. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it went from the imagination onto paper. I remember Steve Jobs when he stood on a stage. I forget what year it was, but he said, look, a thousand songs in your pocket. The iPod. Mm-hmm. Before the iPod, we were walking around with Walkman and Discman sure were. and cassette tapes. And so he that had has nothing vision. to do with our age. <laughs> right. Right. He, he had this vision, a thousand songs in your pocket. He had no idea how it was going to happen. Yeah. He had no idea, but he had this vision. So then he assembled the team and all the smart people and the people that figured out how to, how to do this, but he kept the vision. I want people to be able to experience carrying a thousand songs in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Right? So vision is that. It's the imagination, the vision in, in an amount of time. That's another concept I'd like to share with folks is the idea, because we live in a microwave society today where we want results like right now. I'd like to present the idea of as soon as possible. How soon do you want that? If you can hold in your mind, I want what I want just because I want it and I want it as soon as possible. What you're doing in that instance is allowing the universe to actually organize the circumstances, the conditions, the opportunities, the people, everything that needs to happen in order for you to have that experience, you're allowing superconscious or this unified infinite field of possibilities to arrange the circumstances for you. And it may take a little bit of time. And does it take more time for some things? I always say sometimes it's easier to cook up, you know, macaroni and cheese in a microwave than it is to deliver a 10 course meal. I mean, it does it depend on how big the dream is or what's involved or how much we have to undo in ourselves or not undo, you know, why does something- I'm gonna take you back to step one. I could find a parking space and shoes right away. 
But sometimes <laughs> there's other things that I'm like, where the heck is it? <laughs> I'm just going to ask you, is macaroni and cheese your true choice? Or is the 10 course meal your true choice? Right. Ten, well, for me, it would be a, t well, not 10 course, but yeah. Yes. So you would, you're actually choosing, see, so you're choosing out of convenience or you're choosing because I need something different now, or are you really choosing that thing you would just love and allowing, I guess, the grace to allow the thing to show up and manifest just how you would love it to show up. Love See, that. I love that. That feels good just hearing you say that. Feels good, right? That feels right. good. Woo. Yeah. Allow, allow that highest aspect of who you are and this unified infinite field, which we scientifically know is there. For any of the skeptics out there that might think this is too woo-woo, I gotta tell you, there's 40, 50 years of science on this. You want to learn more about it. Read Joe Dispenza's work, read Bruce Lipton's work, Lynn Taggart, who wrote the book, The Field. There's so many books out there just on the science and the experiments of how powerful this mind and this imagination that we have and the power of choice is. Mm -hmm. But we need the practical application of it. And that's what I'm sharing with you here. So step three was getting into the emotion of the end result. Step four of the magnetic mind method is doing a mental magnetic mind recode takes about 15 minutes and you do it in the beginning with an assistance of a coach like myself, right? Somebody that's been trained to guide you through the five steps and do this recode. And all we're doing in a recode is instead of going from the conscious mind to rewrite the subconscious program, I want you to think of your subconscious as like Windows 10 running your computer or iOS running your computer. Every once in a while, they send down an update. You install the update, you restart your machine and your machine works supposedly better, right? But you have no idea how your machine runs. You're just using it for some productive purpose, right? And so what the personal development movement's been doing for decades now is trying to change the subconscious program coming from the conscious mind. And that sounds like positive mental attitude, affirmations, willpower, self-discipline, motivation, you know, really trying to get yourself to do what you need to do and get your mind right. All the while that there's, there's this identity program that's running. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not, I'm insignificant. I'm not capable. I don't belong. Th thoughts like that, that we've acquired over a lifetime because we needed to in the moment to keep us safe, to keep us out of harm's way and to help us survive right, in this thing yeah. we call life, right? Today in the place that we are, those choices no longer serve us. So we need what we're going to do in the magnetic mind methods. We're going to go to the superconscious level, and superconscious could be higher self, soul. There's a million names for it. I'm just calling it superconscious. It is that highest version of yourself that is connected into all that is, all wisdom, all knowledge has been there with you from the beginning. You don't have to tell it anything. It knows every trauma, every event, every emotion, every decision, everything you've ever been through, superconscious already knows. You don't have to tell it anything. So we go to superconscious and we say, superconscious, do you see that end result? Do you see that true choice that I want just because I want? Superconscious, of course, says yes, right? Mm -hmm. So you can actually connect into the field and work on the superconscious on behalf of someone with that person's permission. Okay. So we ask superconscious, just do you see the end result? And we go through a bunch of different things to bring up any resistance to that end result. The resistance is the identity 
could be permission-based, you're not allowed to have that, they're not good enough, they're not worthy, all this stuff. And we don't need to sit on a psychologist's couch for 10 years to figure this out. You know, what did mom and dad do to me? What did my siblings do to me or family relationships or trauma or abuse or all these things? Those are all serious things and they feel really real. But in this method, we can kind of bypass that and recode that subconscious programming now to serve us so that we can get the result that we want. And all we're doing is we're melting the resistance out of the way. We don't need to know the details. We don't need to know what it is. We don't have to psychoanalyze ourselves. Why? Because superconscious already knows. And we're just asking superconscious to basically do a huge history change. Do it in the perfect way. Do it in the perfect order. You see what I want. You see what's in the way. Can you please just recode my program, send an update into the subconscious program so that I can get what I want? And that takes about 15, 20 minutes. Can and I then we go. Can I just add to that really good, real quickly. Sure. I just actually just, ugh, I love that you said melting resistance. Melting resistance. I wanted to just replay those words again in case they got lost in the conversation because people think a lot when they're listening to these podcast episodes. But I just want that everybody to sit with that for a minute about melting resistance. This is not about forcing ourselves through the resistance. It's right. about getting rid of the resistance. Yes. It's not even a getting rid of, it's a letting go of. Letting go. Yes. Better wording. Yeah, it's, it's just release it. Release, release. Oh, no, just let it go. Mm, love it. And be okay with it. Just watch it float away. Almost like a morning fog. Like if you've ever been in the morning fog yeah, in San Francisco, yeah. it's super thick and then the sun kind of moves a little bit mm. and then it just like vaporizes in front Love of your it. eyes. And all of a sudden there's blue sky and sunshine and you know, you can see the view again. That's what resistance melting away feels like, like a thick fog that's preventing you from going towards what you truly love and desire, what you truly want in your life. There's just something in the way. It's a resistance that's blocking it. There's something preventing you. We don't need to know exactly what it is. We don't need to uncover it. We don't need to work through it. We just need to ask superconscious, hey, can you please do something about that? It no longer serves me. It's in the way. Can you just recode that resistance? Beautiful. Superconscious, of course, says yes. Yes, I can do that. Great. Do it. And then the fifth step and this is kind of where the law of attraction, the secret a little bit dropped the ball is action. Mm -hmm. We need to take obvious action towards that end result. Yes. A lot of people walked away in the personal development movement thinking they could sit on their couch and, you know, manifest a Ferrari in their garage or something like that, you know, or all of a sudden their bank account balance was going to change or all of a sudden, you know, the man or woman of their dreams was going to walk into their living room and just kind of show up. No, it doesn't work that way. We have to be in momentum. We have to be in action that is in alignment with that true choice. So when we get done doing a recode, we say, okay, what's the next obvious action? Let's take it in the health space. You know, the next obvious action, if you had the true choice of being healthy and vital would be maybe you got to drink more water. It could be a simple, obvious action. You're dehydrated and you need to drink more water. Maybe you need to eat more natural food. 
instead of a lot of fast food. Mm-hmm. Maybe the next obvious action is to book a doctor's appointment because you haven't seen one in five years, right? Mm-hmm. So what I mean by obvious action, it's the next completely obvious action that you should take that moves you in the direction of that true choice. Mm-hmm. And by taking an action step, even if it's a small one, you are sending the signal to the quantum infinite field that you're serious about this choice. There's nothing more serious than taking action in the direction on faith and moving towards that thing, acting as if you are that future self. Yeah. Right? I think that you you said an operative word right there, which is faith. And yeah. some people have kind of lost their faith that they can have whatever it is that they want. Do you have any words for anybody who feels like I've, I've done everything. I'm, I'm at my lowest of low. I just don't feel like I have any faith left. So faith, sometimes the way you're phrasing it there ties into hope, right? Or right. a feeling of yes. hopelessness, right? Yes. Um, faith is not tied to any particular spiritual, you know, decree or practice. It's not tied to a religion. Look, we, we do a lot of things on faith. Um, getting in your car and driving every day, you do on faith. Imagine you're going down the highway, which you've done a bunch of times, and you got other people coming at you at 60, 70 miles an hour. And the only thing that divides you is this yellow line. Right. You drive on faith that those people are going to stay on that side of the yellow line, and you're going to stay on your side of the yellow line. And the truth is 1,200 times a day in our world, it goes wrong. 1,200 people a day die in traffic accidents in this world. But on faith, you get in your car and you drive. There are certain things that we just do by faith. We trust that it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. It's going to be all right, right? Mm -hmm. So we operate on faith quite a bit. Like we have faith that gravity is a force that keeps us on the ground. Mm -hmm. We have no idea how gravity works. We have no idea the principle. We just know that it is. We have faith that it's like a universal law. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when people are in a place of saying, okay, I have no faith or I have no hope that things are going to be different, let alone things being better than they are now, but just let's get to that place of, can they be different than they are now? The best advice that I can give is that there has to be just a reminding that, look, it's possible. One of my favorite motivational speakers is Les Brown, and he's all about that. It's just, you know, just say to yourself, look, it's possible. And it's hard in the mind to come to the conclusion that anything is impossible. And if you can just hold in the mind for a second that, you know, it is possible. It is possible for my experience to be different than it is now. And it's in that moment of just believing that possibility. And I I hope to enforce it with the truth that we do live in a field of infinite possibilities. Whatever it is you're experiencing in the current moment was a possibility. It's a possibility that you brought into the present moment. So 
there's a there's a sense of that we have to take responsibility for what it is we are experiencing right now and that's sometimes a distasteful thought to some people because they would think no way would i choose this for myself no way would i manifest this condition or this circumstance for myself right, right, no way right. the quantum physical reality is that you did it's responding to your frequency it's responding to your signal even if you're not aware that, that you're giving that signal yes it responded to what you've been focused on mm -hmm. if you've been focused on what you don't want so much and trying to prevent a situation from happening and all your energy and all your focus and everything was going into that that's how you got into it that's why it's in front of you right now right so having the thought that look something else is possible it may not even be in the beginning that you know the thing that's possible but just say something else is possible than what is now that's at least like the first baby Love step that yes just something you may not even can wrap your head around the ultimate dream or goal yet but something even just an improvement of where you are is possible sometimes people just need to take that little baby step to to get a little win under their belt. Yeah, and, and the whole method here is rinse and repeat, right? So having a true choice, creating that structural tension, getting into the emotion, imagining being in that reality that you would just love to have, and even asking your own superconscious, you know, can you please shift or move whatever is preventing me now from having what it is I would love to have. Not that it's better, it's just different. Mm -hmm. Like super conscious, I'm ready for something different. You see what it is I want. You see the current situation that I'm in. Can you please just shift what needs to be shifted? Move what needs to be moved. Recode what needs to be recoded. And you know, a lot of my clients, after a little while, they learn to recode themselves. It's not something that you always need help with because and, and this is one of the things that we suffer from in our culture. Look, there's so much noise in our world yeah. today. Mm -hmm. Getting bombarded by so many messages every day and everything is urgent and everything is just coming in the eye gate and the ear gate and we're confused and responsibilities and all this stuff. You have to take time. You have to make it a priority to take some quiet time. Mm -hmm. And by quiet time, I don't mean headphones in the ears. I mean, like listening to that voice inside your head that's always been there and not the negative voice, not the egoic mind voice, but that higher voice inviting that voice mm -hmm. to speak to you. Yeah. Again, it may sound a little bit woo woo to a lot of people, but look, you are a super conscious being already. Mm -hmm. You just don't remember who you are. You don't remember mm -hmm. this creative power that you have. Yes. And it's like you've taken a powerful tool and just wielded it around aimlessly. And that's why you have the current reality experience that you have. It's not what you want. Mm -hmm. It's because you haven't been specific about what it is you really do want. You've made, you've made choices out of fear. You've made choices out of anguish. You've made choices out of a myriad of emotions. And the other thing I want to share with people is, look, our emotions and our thoughts are not real. We create them. Mm -hmm. They feel real as hell. 
okay? Like, like they feel real, but they're really not real. We create them. We control them. We choose. When you think about from the moment you wake up in the morning to the time you go to bed at night, how many choices you make. What time am I going to wake up? Am I going to brush my teeth or not? What am I going to wear? What shoes am I going to wear? Am I going to drive or am I going to take a bus? Am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? And all day long, it is one choice after another. But most of those choices, majority of actions and behaviors that we take are unconscious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're not even consciously making that choice. Yeah. And a lot of it's just on repeat. I mean, we're just doing this the same, like Dr. Joe talks about all the time is we just we're firing and, and wiring in the same section of our brain that we always have been. And, and by introducing, a, like he says, is an intention coupled with an elevated emotion, yes. it's that sweet spot where we start to fire in a different area of our brain. And then that becomes our new, what do I want to say? Automatic. Yeah. Our new response, our new program. Yeah. The, so this is where you're tapping into the neuroplasticity of the brain, the epigenetics that we know about now. I mean, there's so much science behind, look, this thing that we have in our skull here actually changes. Mm -hmm. They have it on camera now. I mean, they have observed it with different inputs coming in or just the imagination itself actually disconnects certain connections in the brain and connects other connections in the brain. So it means the brain can change. The program actually changes. The identity can shift. And if we can just see for a second the possibility that we are connected into an infinite field of possibilities, and all we're doing is we're collapsing that field, that possibility is just coming into our present moment experience. Mm -hmm. That's how we are a true creator. Mm -hmm. Power of choice not trying to solve a problem, not figuring out how it's going to happen or how it's going to show up or all the minutia and all the details, mm -hmm. but only getting into that creator stance, choosing what we would love to experience, getting into that emotion, activating that imagination. Look, the Olympic athletes that just finished the Olympics were recording here just during Olympic at the end of Olympics. Do you know that those athletes spend more time in their imagination than they do in the pool or on the track or throwing the discus or whatever it is, skiing down the hill. They are seeing themselves, imagining themselves standing on the gold medal platform, receiving that gold medal. Yes, They're seeing the that. audience go nuts, their family members, the accolades, the them touching the wall one one hundredth of a second before their arch competitor, right? They have seen it thousands and thousands of times. They have imagined it. Mm -hmm. And this is where the saying comes that anything you can imagine, you can create. Mm -hmm. One final question, because yeah. we're kind of running out of time is, how does uh, meditation play into all of this? It plays in in a big way. And in our method, in our masterclass program, you know, we provide the meditations and I'm talking 15, 20 minutes. It's not something arduous where you have to become, you know, a guru master and sit in lotus position for two hours to get any results. That's not what I'm talking about. Meditation comes in a number of different ways. And it's basically that quiet time that I talked about. So it's, uh, there's different techniques out there, different techniques work for different people. I can't prescribe a specific technique that is superior to all the others. Mm -hmm. You have to find one, number one, can, that you can do consistently. 
okay, meditating doesn't help if you do it for a week and then quit for the rest of your life. Yeah. So med meditation, any form of call it contemplation, meditation, quiet time. Uh, maybe it is listening to some soothing music or, or meditation that goes on in an audio format that can guide you through a visualization or something like that. But it's super important. It's super important to maybe in the morning, right after you wake up, to be in that space, to set your track for the day, to have a morning ritual routine that you do on a consistent basis is critical for setting the mind for the day. And then before you go to bed, look, you might be asleep for six, seven, eight hours. What are you putting into your mind before you drift off? Right. I, I, I talk about that a lot. I say, what do you want to marinate on for eight hours? Fear yeah. and problems. And I, I kind of simplify meditation just because some people just don't really understand. It seems like this crazy concept where they have to get it right and it has to be perfect. And basically I said, you're just looking for a space that you're not solving any problems on the simplest form and then then you can go from there but it's it's about the analogy the analogy that i use is imagine yourself sitting on the riverbank and you're watching the water flow by mm -hmm. there's a difference between having to jump in the water and grab that stick or deal with that floaty thing or seeing what that thing is or being the person that can just sit on the riverbank and watch stuff go by oh isn't that interesting oh yeah mm-hmm it's not like we have to clear our mind of every thought. Mm -hmm. Meditation is very successful when you just get into that observer mode. Mm -hmm. You're just seeing what is. And you're definitely listening a lot more than you're talking. You're just seeing what is and you're seeing what superconscious has to give you. The problem is we talk a lot. We're, we're searching for stuff. We don't just get quiet, mm -hmm. centered, grounded, whatever you want to call it and just be for 15 minutes. Just be. Just it's be funny that you use the river analogy. I use the sitting passenger in a car and watching the scenery go by. You're not judging the mountain. You're not judging the other anything. You're just watching it. It's very similar. Yeah, so you're yeah. just being the observer. Yeah, the observer. You're 30, 30, 40,000 foot level. You're just seeing what is. No judgment. Don't have to fix anything. I don't have to be involved in anything. Isn't yeah. An attitude of oh isn't that interesting yeah it's yeah. a curious it's not even a curiosity because curiosity will drag you into that thing it's a hmm. kind of an aloof aloofness to what is mm -hmm. oh there's that or there's that yeah so oh. <clears throat> gunther how can people get a hold of you and how can they walk go through the magnetic mind method with you or i don't I don't know if yeah, you have so other practitioners too, or if it's just you, but yeah, tell us. Yeah, there's, tell about, us. there's about 200 of us in the world right now that are teaching the magnetic mind method. And um, the best place to learn more about this. So if this conversation has resonated with you in any way, go to dreamlifemasters.com. So dreamlifemasters with an S.com. And I got some free resources on there. You can get on another webinar with me to really get into more of the science and, you know, people that need proof and, and that kind of thing can explore that. But I got three videos on there that go pretty deep into the science of it. And then for someone that really would like to go through the five steps and do actually experience one of these recodes for themselves, I only do this for podcast listeners, all right? So, because I like the medium of podcasts because we've been able to have a conversation 
because look, it's it's a deep concept. Awesome. You don't, Love you don't it. do this in an, in an ad or something like that. We have to talk about this, right? Yeah. So for those people that want to experience it, you can go to questforthequan.com, Q-U-E-S-T-F-O-R-T-H-E-Q-U-A-N.com. And I normally charge about $3.97 to spend an hour and a half with me. Um, for your listeners, I'll do it for $109. So that's, that's beautiful. What a great gift. Yeah, because I really want people that, you know, have heard the conversation to actually get to experience it. And they can decide for themselves whether... You know, I'm I'm talking about something that actually works, or if I'm just blowing smoke. You know, <laughs> not blowing smoke. I'm going to tell you that because I've gone, <laughs> I've I've been a lifetime manifester, and I know these things you're talking about. They are so real and true, and it is exactly what it takes. And I highly recommend anybody who's listening, who's even pondering this, to just at least make the phone call or reach out and see what Gunther has for you because there's sometimes we need to just be taught a new way to do something. Like I always say a, um, a change in perception creates a change in direction. So sometimes it's like, yeah, this isn't working. How can I do this differently? And I think what you're talking about is brilliant. It's beautiful. It's the simplest thing. Like I've been in the personal development movement movement for decades. I've spent multiple six figures going to every course and convention and I've tried everything under the sun. And when I figured out or met Chris Duncan, who actually created this magnetic mind method and trained with him for a couple of years and learning how to do this, I was like, this is so simple. It's a, it's a rinse and repeat. It's five simple steps and you can have all the theoretical knowledge in the world, but if you can't apply it, and actually get the results you want in your life, what good is it all for, right? So this is really about finally getting the results that you want. It's a practical application of the quantum physical theory knowledge that we have, the nature of the universe, how things work, applied into your personal life. And it's just as simple as moving the identity to create a different reality. I love and, it. Yeah, in the beginning, you just need a little bit of help. And the word Quan, if anybody's interested, comes from Jerry Maguire. If you remember the movie Jerry Maguire? Yeah. He uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. He's like, Jerry, I want the Quan. And I was so enraptured by that word because it was everything. It was love, respect, money, family, the game. He was saying, I want the Quan. I remember. Jerry, Jerry's like, what's the Quan? Man, it's everything. I want it all. I want the whole thing, you know? And I've always resonated with that word, which is why I named it that. So I quite, love that. Yeah, that is true. Well, thank you so much, Gunther, for being here. This has been amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I yes, really appreciate, appreciate you. It. Yeah, we'll have to do it again sometime soon. Maybe we can do a live recode session. That would be very cool. I would love that. Thank you so much. Thank you. See ya. I hope you all enjoyed this interview as much as I did. And if you did, I would sure appreciate it if you jumped over to iTunes and left me a five-star rating and review. And don't forget to share it with someone that you love. Until next time, everyone, remember, you matter.